illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here we'll tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgate. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me, as always, from the Heiner Tailgater Northern Command Outpost, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beege. Beege, it sounds like you've got a little bit of a uh, triage set up there. A triage? Yeah, you know when there's like a big a big uh, disaster, they set up triage. That's so where they bring people in to treat them before they go to the hospital. Oh. Yes, I do have a triage. Yeah. I, um, you know, I don't know if you remember, but when we put up my first political sign out there in McMinnville, I was limping and I told you I did something to my foot. Yes. And I didn't know what it was, but I just said, you know, I don't know what the hell I did, but I'm limping and I don't, and it hurts like hell. And I, I figured I, I pulled something. I probably, what? I probably just called you a pussy. I think you did, you know? And I mean, I figured I just pulled something, you know, I, I tend to pull things. And so, you know, some for fun, other ones are kind of painful. And, and this one here, I, I was in pain and it's been going on for two and a half weeks now. Hasn't it been? Yeah. When do we put those out? Like two, like two, Thursday, three, three weeks ago, almost. Yeah. Yeah. And I, my, I'm still limping. I'm still in pain. So I finally went into the free clinic today and um, they they look at me and and she asked me to do strange things with my foot. And then she goes, I think you got cellulitis. And I'm like, what the you know, what the hell? And she's like, yeah. And I mean, I've had other people that have had this stuff and it's 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 essentially an infection and it's in my foot and uh, it can get really nasty to the point. It'll mean it'll kill you. Yeah. And so I said, how bad is mine looking? And she's like, not bad. I've seen worse. We've sent other people straight to the hospital. This, you know, that's the free clinic. And uh, so anyway, she gave me some antibiotics, told me to double up on my first dosage. Now I get to take those suckers every four hours for the next 10 days. You have to wake up so. in the middle of the night and take them? 
Uh, that's theoretically what she said, but uh, I think I'll take one before I go to bed here and take, well, you know, shoot, I only ever sleep about six hours anyway, so it's really right there. So anyway, there you go. I'm not dead yet. So Kyle, don't quit your day job. So. Uh, I got to tell you, Beast. so <laughs> me calling you a pussy on that. So years ago, <clears throat> you know, Gibby, our good friend, Matt Gibbs, uh-huh. uh, he was uh, working for me one night, delivery driving, and he kept complaining that his back was hurt. Oh, my back hurts. I'm like, quit being a puss and get up there and work. You know, we got stuff to do. So he's complaining, he's complaining, he's complaining. A couple hours later, all of a sudden, his roommate shows up. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing here? Well, I told Matt I'd work for him. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with that pussy? He can't work. Oh, you know, he's his back hurts and he's my friend and I'm going to help him out. So I, you know, call him all sorts of names. Can't believe the guy couldn't gut it out and just make it through his shift. Next day I come in, people are talking about Gibby. I was like, yeah, that puss last night, he couldn't make it through a shift. You know, I couldn't believe it. They're like, yeah, about 3 o'clock this morning, he drove himself to the hospital and had his appendix out. <laughs> yeah, needless to say, I didn't feel too good about that one. Dang near killed him. Yeah, so uh, Gibby, no, he just he gives me crap about that. Well, I don't blame him. On a normal basis. He calls, at one time he was managing for me, he calls me up, he's like, Bill. Um, I cut my finger pretty bad. I need to get to the hospital. I'm like, I'll be right there. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just haul ass down there. I'm like, no, no more messing with that. So. Billy, I, I got a painful rector itch. I'm right there to wipe. Just hold tight. Anyway, all right. All right. <laughs> well, I just want everyone to remember that uh, the purpose of illegal participation is for us to spread our insight, experiences, and passion for the Oregon State Beavers with others, and just generally talk Beaver sports, football, tailgating, and screw around once a week on the radio. So Beach, this week we got a little listener feedback. We'll talk some Beaver sports. I think you might have an update from Eugene for us. I do. All right. Uh, we'll go under for the review for week five in the Pac-12. We will hand out a Tommy Tuberville Jackass of the Week award, possibly two, just because. We'll preview the week six games in the Pac-12, and uh, then we'll talk a little cow football tailgater, and then we'll top it off with a little Rosie Ruiz Cheaters and Horrors. Alrighty. I want to remind everyone you can listen to us on your iPhone or Android device on the Stitcher Radio app. Also, you can subscribe to us and listen to us on iTunes and the Google Music Play Store. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, that's at HeinrichTailgator. And also check out HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. All right, first up, Beej, tonight, we got what? a little a little we got a little bit of listener feedback. Okay. We got an email. Okay. Listener Mark emailed us. He said, hi, Bill. Loyal podcast listener Mark here with a question slash suggestion. You sound really loud on the podcast and Beach not so much. Have you ever listened, for example, to the last two podcasts or is it just me? Anyway, I drive around in a van all day and listen to you guys and you're easy to hear, but then Beach's sections aren't so loud. I would assume he is calling in on the phone, but is there a way to boost his volume level just a tad bit? Keep up the good work, guys. It's fun to listen to all the podcasts of Beaver stuff that's out all there these days. Mark Kuykendall, go Beavs. So, Mark, thanks for writing in. Um, so, first of all, we had to switch up our recording software. So, actually, we we, we do this over Skype. So, we're, we're, we're Skyped in when we're doing this. I'm recording on my computer here in the lovely Heinrich Tailgater uh, command out command. Uh, it's headquarters headquarters yeah, it's it's my house it's my house my house here in, you don't even know where you're at yeah it's 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 my it's my house here in dallas oregon beige is at his house in, in the 
ever lovely Dundee, Oregon. And so we're doing this over Skype. Now, we had to switch up our our Skype recording software because it the stuff we had was just out of date, didn't work. I'm really liking this stuff, but I have noticed, because yes, I do go back and listen, but I have noticed that there is a, a beach is a little bit quieter. So um, he's trying to uh, make sure he's speaking up. He's got his microphone a little bit closer to his mouth, and I've also boosted the audio levels coming into my computer. So hopefully that will do it. Um, but if not, I will can look into some other fixes. So. Yeah, so if, if this one, this is kind of a trial. If this one doesn't fix, we'll we'll give it a better effort uh, next week. Yeah, yeah. It's always kind of a, uh, <laughs> we're always trying here. So it's just crazy that we do this, that we're on the computer. We're on an extremely low budget. I mean, this this is a lower budget than my campaign. <laughs> That's <the> true. <laughs> we're on no budget. Yeah, exactly. We're on no budget. So, yeah. Anyways. So, so anyways, thanks for the email, Mark. We always appreciate it. Hey, and, and where's Mark from? Uh, where Mark, Mark, Mark lives over in, uh, in central Oregon. Okay. Well, cause my, my friend Catherine listens to us, God bless her. And, uh, she's all the way in star Idaho. And you know how we talked last week that we were going to put a map together of our, of our listeners. Uh huh. So she said, you can put a button in the, on the map for star Idaho. So, so listener, so. Kat, I'm going to write these down. Catherine. In Star, Idaho, mm -hmm. we've got Dano in Texas. Mm -hmm. We've got Kyle, I hate you, Kyle, in Utah. And we have Mark in Central Oregon. Okay. So, anyways, so again, that's yeah. Again, if you listen to our podcast, drop Billy a tweet, an email, or something. Let us know where you're at because it'd be kind of cool to see how far our reach is. Yeah. yeah. All right, Beach. Uh, you ready to talk some Beaver sports for the week? Let's do this, Billy. I'm stoked. All right, you know, Beach. I'm, I'm dying over here. You know, I'm on, I'm on antibiotics, and you know, I'm practically passed out and drooling. But let's do this. All right, Beach. First up is women's volleyball. Mary Kate, freaking love women's volleyball. I know you do, Beach. Mary Kate Marshall tallied nine kills, and Corey Cheshire finished with five in Oregon State Volleyball's three-set loss to Arizona Friday night at the McHale Center. But Mary Kate Marshall tallied a team leading 12 kills, and Leela Toner was close behind with 10 as the Oregon State Volleyball team swept Arizona State Sunday at Wells Fargo Arena. Beat the, those bitches like a redheaded stepchild. There you go, Beach. The Beavs are now eight and seven. One and three in the Pac-12, and uh, I don't remember where they play next. Oh. Yeah. Wow, that that's sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I had it written down here. Hold on a second. I can look this up. Picking this up on the fly. Like Spanish fly, Beach. Oh, I love Spanish fly. It's one of my favorite. Uh, actually, uh, one of my favorite Van Halen songs. <laughs> Ooh, I'm a big fan of little guitars. Oh, maybe that's what will be one of my songs coming up. Oh, but we've seen we've already done the Van Halen. Didn't we do a little guitar? I probably did because I love that song. Yeah, and that's why I hate to repeat ourselves. So I actually had to go dig a little deep for this week's one. So the Beavs are. And uh, they play. Oh, this coming weekend, they play Friday. At home against. Washington State and Sunday against Washington. Mm. And I believe Washington's ranked in the top 10. So you got that going for you. All, All right. right. All right, Beats, on to women's soccer. 
Maybe we should go to that game. I, if I don't got a plans for Friday night, and uh, if I don't have any politic and events, maybe I should uh, head down there and check it out. Cool. Then you first thing you can do is help us put up the tent. Ooh, that'd be cool. There you go. All right, Beach. Next up is women's soccer. All right. The Oregon State women's soccer team battled number eleven UCLA to the final whistle on Thursday night, but the Bruins prevailed one to nothing. Then the Oregon State women's soccer team fell 3-1 to one to number 9 USC on Sunday in a Pac-12 conference game at Lorenz Field. Now, USC outshot the Beef 17-11, to 11, but OSU junior keeper Bella Geist had four saves, giving her 44 for the season and 255 for her career to now rank number 3 all-time at OSU. The- I, I don't know if that's really that good to brag about because that senior defenders kind of suck. Yeah, I Isn't guess, it? I guess they get back to actually shoot on goals. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, hey, she saved this many. Well, that's great for her. Where in the hell are the defenders on all this? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, Beavs are now 5-5-2 overall, 0-3 in Pac-12, and resume Pac-12 play at Utah at 6 p.m. on Thursday. They conclude the mountain road trip at Colorado on October 9th in a noon game that will be televised by the Pac-12 network. Sweet. I think that's the best part of the Back 12 Network is we're seeing all these sports other than not that I don't love seeing football because I do love knowing that every football game yeah. and all these basketball games are on TV. But it's cool seeing these other sports that we wouldn't normally see. Totally. KB up next is men's soccer. Sophomore midfielder Hassani Dotson scored a late equalizer to help the Oregon State men's soccer team earn a one-to-one tie at number 19 San Diego State in its Pac-12 opener Thursday evening. But then the Oregon State men's soccer team fell to number 13 UCLA 2 to nothing Sunday afternoon in LA. The Beavs are now 4-4-1 overall, 0-1-1 in Pac-12, and are returned to Paul Lorenz Field on Thursdays to begin a three-match homestand with a game against California. I think I think Hassani Dotson, too bad they don't have like three numbers for your your numbers on your jerseys. Because it'd be awesome if he was like his number was like 210. And then it'd be like, there's Dotson 210 driving down the field there you go beach <laughs> not quite spelled the same but i'm getting what you're throwing down you, you see... <laughs> I get what you're throwing down. it's a little dotson but he's fast <laughs> <laughs> aren't the old, the old dotson's little <clears throat> oh golly okay <laughs> see if his, if his first name was like instead of hassani zahani when they blisted him down he'd be dotson z there you go yeah all right. I thought that was funny. That was pretty good. Oh. <laughs> a little automotive uh, humor. You know, yeah, too bad he will never listen to our podcast. Yeah. If he does, you know, again, send us an email. There you you bastards, <laughs> you're making fun of me on your podcast. We're not making fun. It's just... We're not laughing. We're not laughing with you. We're just laughing at you. There you go. All right. <laughs> All right, Beebs, let's talk a little Oregon State wrestling. All right. Uh, the Oregon State wrestling team will host National Power Michigan of the Big Ten Conference and Pac-12 Conference rivals Arizona State and Stanford as part of a challenging 2016-2017 season. The Beavers host the Wolverines on November 20th in their home opener, a noon match that will be televised by Pac-12 Networks. Now, Michigan defeated the Beavers 27-9 at the Joe Wells Classic in Ann Arbor last season and placed ninth at the NCAA Championships. Now, OSU also hosts Stanford on January 28th. Arizona State, February 5th, and Pac-12 rivals Cal Poly, February 10th, and Cal State University, Bakersfield, February 11th. The Stanford and ASU duels will be televised by the Pac-12 network. All right, all right, all right. There you go. 
All right, Beach. up next is women's swimming. You know, when are they going to get two pieces for women's swimming? They don't usually do that, Beach. It doesn't really help. I know. Uh, it's a shame. It would be, I bet you, I bet you they gain attendance. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Oregon State swimming team opened its 2016-17 season last weekend at Salt Lake City with a tri-meet against Utah and BYU. Now, the Beavers suffered losses to both opponents, 157-96 to Utah and 178-83 to BYU. Now, Felicia, wow. now, Felicia Anderson recorded her first win of her collegiate career in the 100-yard backstroke with a Tamai with a time of 57-51, outtouching the next opponent by just .23 of a second. Now, the Oregon State swimming team will return to Corvallis and host Pac-12 Conference foe Cal on Friday, October 7th, that's this Friday, at 5 p.m. at the Osborne Aquatic Center. It's funny. They uh, they go like hell, and then they touch. And I touch, and then I run like hell. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> usually they're trying to beat the crap out of you. <laughs> All right, Beach. Last up today, we have a little bit of Oregon State football news. Okay. Uh, today, the kickoff time for the game next week at home against Utah was announced. Mm-hmm. Kickoff time was set for a good old-fashioned 1 o'clock. Okay. So 1 o'clock next weekend. Okay. But Sausage Fest is at what? what uh, kickoff, what's this? This, kickoff this week is 6 o'clock. Okay, so we have a long sausage fest. That is correct, sir. Okay. Kind of excited about sausage fest. It's been a while since I had a good sausage. Did you see that movie Sausage Party over the summer? No, I didn't. And I really do need to see it. Well, it's probably, probably have to wait for it to go to the Joy Theater out there in Tiger. They're always about three months behind everybody else. It's hilarious and filthy. Yep. So. Hey, hey, Beach! It's what I'm looking for in a girlfriend. Beach! Is that, yeah. the, is that the teletype I hear going? Son of a gun, Billy, it is. Oh, that was a client. That was a clean rip right there. That was a good one. Hey, Billy. Yes. I, 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 I think this one calls for uh, a little music. So... You can add the music after the fact, okay? You'll know what to play. It's a Van Halen song. Okay. This just in. Eugene, Oregon church attendance up 400% on Sunday. Priests, pastors, rabbis, and mullahs all reporting record attendance this past Sunday. While some attended for the traditional singing and sermon, others came in with prayer requests. At Bethesda Lutheran Church alone, there were over 300 prayer requests for the Oregon Ducks football team. And a striking show of devotion, 27 players from the Oregon Ducks football attended St. Mary's Catholic service. Still wearing their uniforms, they brought their Gatorade jugs and asked Father Ron Nelson to bless the electrolyte-infused green drink. The local churches hope the trend continues. Funny, as that is what the other 11 teams in the Pac-12 have said as well. Hmm. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So what I'm taking, I'm playing Cathedral right now? That's what you're playing. That's kind of what I figured. All right, Beach. It's, uh, yeah. It's, did, did you like Did you like that one? That was a good one. I mean, I scour the internet. I mean, scour. Like, 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 with a comb. You know, like trying to pull lice out of a dirty kid's hair, right? Okay. That's That's how hard I have to work. 
to try to find these wonderful articles about Eugene. I thought it came in on the teletype. Yes, it did. That's totally where it came from. <laughs> Alrighty, Beach. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, we'll have to get talking about that uh, duck game here in a few minutes. Because right now, it is time to go under for the review for week number five in the Pac-12. After further review, the runner did cross the line. Touchdown. <sighs> All righty, Beach. All right. Let's see where we stood coming into this week. You and Kyle were both tied with 30 out of 45. I had 29 out of 35. But we won't have any move, movement this week because we all picked the exact same things. Wow, that's disappointing. Yeah, I know. First up, Beach. The mm-hmm. first game on Friday, September 30th, number seven Stanford was at number 10 Washington. Do you remember who we all took? We all took the dogs because the dogs already have an advantage at home up there. Yep. And that's a good thing, Beach. And Kyle said something, blah, 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 you know, Huskies lick my face. Blah, blah, blah. They're going to win. Something I don't know. Pretty much. <laughs> Washington quarterback Jake Browning threw for 210 yards and three TDs. Miles Gaskin added 100 yards rushing and two scores. And Washington claimed its most lopsided victory over an AP Top 10 team since beating number five Southern Cal 31 to nothing in 1990. That game 26 years ago announced Washington as a national title contender. And it went on to share the national title a year later with Miami. Now, meanwhile, Stanford star Christian McCaffrey saw his Heisman Trophy aspirations hit a major speed bump. McCaffrey was held to 49 yards rushing on 12 carries, five catches for 30 yards, and continued his streak of never scoring an offensive touchdown in a road game. It was McCaffrey's fewest yards rushing since 2014 at Cal when he had 19 yards on three carries. Wow. Yeah. So it was funny, Beach, heading into that game, uh, people were asking me, you know, who I thought because I was working at the bar Friday when that game was getting going. I'm like, I, Washington's going to, I think, beat the crap out of them. And they're like, really? And I'm like, well, you know, I, I don't have much faith in Stanford's quarterback. And I said, if they can contain McCaffrey, I don't know what else Stanford has. And it was funny because everyone laughed. Yeah, how do you contain McCaffrey? And I said, the thing I've been saying all year about Washington that defense is fast. <clears throat> and I think they proved that on Friday night, how fast that defense is. And how that defense reminds me a lot of the 1990 or, the, well, the 91 Washington defense or the 2000 Oregon State defense that was just fast and, and just hit like a ton of bricks. Hmm. You know, could just lay the wood to people. Hmm. So, anyways. Cool. I still hold by them as my preseason pick to win the Pac-12. So, anyways, Beach, so we all got the point there. Next up, Beach, all the games were on Saturday. First up, uh, what a great game it was, Oregon at (laughs) Washington State. So, I will tell you, I worked all day Saturday, so I didn't get a chance to watch any games. I I worked from, like, 7.30 to 5, and then from 6 to 1030 or some god awful thing like that. So yeah. I, I I missed all the games. So I had actually didn't find out about this game until uh, yesterday afternoon. Oh, it was a thing of beauty, Beach. That's what I heard. I, I heard we all picked uh, we all picked the Cougs. Yes, we did. Which and is a good I've... thing. Washington State rushed for 280 yards and six TDs to beat Oregon 51 to 33 on Saturday. I didn't think Washington even knew how to run. I didn't think Washington State even knew how to run. A lot of people didn't. That sent the Ducks to their third consecutive loss. Now, Jamal Morrow 
Gerald Wicks, and James Williams each ran for two, D, two TDs for Washington State, which was coming off a of bye week. Now, Washington State defeated Oregon in double OT last year, a game that sparked the Cougs to a 9-4 and four record. Now, uh, Mike Leach said the passing of Luke Falk, who threw for 371 yards, helped set up the ground attack. Now, Oregon has lost three straight games and held a team meeting earlier in this week trying to seek a turnaround. Now, Oregon running back Royce Freeman, who'd missed the last game with a leg injury, ran for 138 yards and three TDs for Oregon. That being said, he had 75 yards on one rush. So, yeah, I mean, Washington, who's known for their air raid offense, Washington really, State. Washington State really just pounded Oregon on the ground. They they <laughs> they had nothing to stop them. It was just they just ran around through all over them. Wow. And actually, there was twice that Washington State got inside the ten yard line and came away with no points. So it could have been a lot even more lopsided oh, than what it was. It could have been completely ugly. I mean, it was yeah, it was pretty much a, they pretty much destroyed them anyway. So 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 have they called for uh, have they called for the hanging of the coach yet? Oh, people are already starting there. People are already starting there. So I watched um, – it was funny. I was watching on uh, the K, uh, KGW out of Portland, the NBC affiliate. They have a Sports Sunday finale with uh, their new sports anchor. It used to be Joe Becker, but it's a new guy. I think his name is Orlando something or other. But they have two, two other guys on there, um, one John Canzano from the Oregonian and one Mr. Joey Harrington. And Canzano is, he's, he's like, he's saying this is crap. The Ducks should be better than this. They need to expect more. You should look at getting rid of your coach. Now, Joey said, you know, you got to take the long look at things. It's, it's, it's one, it's only a couple games. It's one season. You got, you know, you got to take a longer look at it, but it was funny. I, you know, as they were talking, and part of it, Joey said, you know, they need to get back to the basics, get, not worry about the uniforms and all other crap, and get back to just playing football, which mm-hmm. I I think everyone can agree with. But it was funny because the one thing I wanted to keep telling them was, you guys, it's like, you guys talk like the Ducks were good for 30 years. And no, they, they had a pretty good season in 2000, a really good season in 2001. Then they had some middling seasons in there. And really, when they got quote-unquote good – was about 2008 or 2009 when when uh, the last couple seasons of uh, Mike Bellotti and then into the Chip Kelly era. But you know what they were, what the one thing was that whole time that, quote-unquote, they were good? They were under NCAA sanctions for cheating. So maybe See, if they want to get back to where they were, they should just start cheating again. See, that's that I've told that to several people and they all kind of laugh me off. I'm not sure that. And I'm like, it's what it is. Yeah. When they cheated, they won. Yeah. Um, and now that they can't cheat or now that they're under sanctions and they're 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 being watched, they have to live within their means. Well, I, I think they're being watched because when when they popped Kelly for what he was doing, they were already under sanctions. They got yeah. put under sanctions under Bilotti. And, and I kind of think that there maybe some stuff was said by the NCAA that, you know, we went soft on you, but don't let us, don't, don't embarrass us. Yeah. Don't let it happen again. Yeah. Anyways, Beach. So uh, we all got the point there. Great game. Great game. And we'll see what happens with them this week, but moving on next game okay. up was number 18, Utah at Cal. 
Um, I think we all took Utah on this one. We did all take Utah. Uh, with the clock running down and the game on the line, California coach Sonny Dykes trusted his much maligned defense to deliver. Now, the defense responded with six stops from inside the 10-yard line to seal the win. Wow. Now, Utah line defensive lineman James Looney stopped Zach Moss from the one-yard line on the final play of the game to give the Golden Bears their second-strength home win against a ranked opponent, 28-23 over number 18 Utah on Saturday. Now, the Utes had first and goal at the nine with about two minutes left. Dykes considered starting to use his timeouts to save time for his high-powered offense that had built the lead behind four TD passes from Davis Webb, but then he decided against it. Now, a pair of short runs and a sack left the Utes facing fourth down. But a pass interference in the end zone against Marlo, or excuse me, against Charlo, Sean Franklin Jr. with 14 seconds gave Utah three more shots from the second, from the two. Now Moss ran for one yard on the first down. Troy, Ruman, Troy Williams threw an incomplete pass on second down before Looney ended the game by wrapping up Moss before he even got back to the line of scrimmage to end wow. the game. Yeah, it was pretty good. Now there was some controversy at the end because the referees called a timeout for Utah that Utah claims they never called. Hmm. So. So what ended up happening on, on that then? Uh, there's nothing they could do because they called the timeout. They said somebody on Utah called it. But Utah claims they never called the timeout. But it So did, did, it did take and they charged Utah for it? Correct. Okay. And they had to alter up their play calling ability because of that. Anyways, none of us got the point there, although it was a good game. Um, next up, Beach was Arizona State at USC. And, ooh, did we, I can't remember who we picked on this one. Did we all pick USC? Thought they were going to actually deserve a win this time? Yes, we all took the mighty men of Troy, which was a good thing. USC freshman quarterback Sam Darnold passed for 352 yards and three TDs in his first home start, and USC emerged from its rough start to the season with a 41-20 victory over Arizona State on Saturday night. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster caught seven passes for USC for 123 yards and a career-high tying three TDs. Now, the Trojans emphatically avoided their first 0-3 start to conference play since 2001 with a blowout of the previously unbeaten Sun Devils. Now, USC racked up 34 consecutive points to take a 41-6 lead during the middle two quarters. And Smith-Schuster scored on catches of 5, 3, and 67 yards. Now, Justin Davis had a 37-yard TD run among his 123 yards rushing for the Trojans. Now, Arizona State lost starting quarterback Manny Wilkins shortly before halftime when he was hurt while getting sacked by Rasheem Green. Now, Wilkins watched the second half on crutches with a walking boot on his left foot. But Coach Todd Graham provided no postgame information on the injury. Now, after averaging 48.8 points in their first four games, the Sun Devils didn't reach the end zone against USC's inspired defense until Brady White threw a 13-yard TD pass to Raymond Epps with just 8.37 left to play. Hmm. Yeah, so Arizona State finally came out. I mean, they were kind of living by the seat of their pants the first couple games. So, Well, and you, you, you've said the whole season so far Arizona State just isn't that good no they just kind of keep getting by keep getting by so all right Beach all got the point there up next was Arizona at UCLA god dang who'd we choose on this one did we take the chosen Rosen yes we all did now UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen threw two of his three touchdowns and 
rushed for one TD after halftime, and UCLA pulled away from Arizona 45-24 on Saturday night. Now, Rosen was 20-37 of for 350 yards. Kenneth Walker had four catches for 114 yards and a pair of TDs, and Darren Andrews added 108 yards receiving and 26-yard TD run. Now, Arizona quarterback Brandon Dawkins took a big hit from linebacker Kenny Young in the second quarter and was replaced after halftime. Running back Nick Wilson came up limping late in the first quarter also. So Arizona's just taking lots of lots of lots of injuries early. Hmm. Lots of injuries. So. That's not good. We all got the one there. And Beach last up was Oregon State at Colorado. We were robbed. <laughs> no, not really, Beach. The Buffaloes failed to score a touchdown on their opening drive for the first time all season. But they went on to score on their next five possessions after coming into the game as double-digit favorites. Now, Colorado quarterback Steven Montez, a freshman making a second straight start in place of an injured Cephalafau, hit Shea Fields with scoring strikes of 51, 33, and 63 yards before Philip Lindsay ran it in from a yard out. Now, Fields had seven receptions for 169 yards, and Montez completed 19 of 27 passes for 293 yards without a sack or an interception. So what was the final score? 47 to 6. Wow. Yeah. It was just, you know, that first, first Beavs got out there, got three and out, um, and got, got the ball back, got a really good, uh, uh, field position, went down, kicked a field goal, went up three, nothing. And not long after that, Colorado threw a 51 yard TD pass and there was no looking back for him. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny cause dad was texting me during the game and was just all fired up and. I just want to say, here's here's Oregon State is just not very good. Mm-hmm. They they don't have a lot of talent. Um, you know they had no one. Or, or the or the talent hasn't developed yet. Well, yeah, they're super young. Um, they can't get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Their DBs are constantly getting burned. The linebackers aren't super fast. The offensive line isn't set up, weren't recruited to block the way that Anderson wants to run. You know, they're they're set up more for Riley's pro-style yeah. offense and not Anderson's uh, spread offense. And it's just, it's going to be a tough season. Wins are going to be yeah. hard to come by. And if you thought anything other than that coming into the season, then you were more optimistic than I. Um, I, I want to see the, the Beavs win. I want to see them win every game. Ain't going to happen this year. At this point, it's funny because people kept asking me last week, what do I want to see? And I'm like, I just want to see great effort. I want to see effort. Mm-hmm. I, we saw effort for the most part on on Saturday, but, you know, they're realistically, they've only got a shot really at a couple, maybe three of these games this season. The other ones, they're, they're going to be playing. To say they're playing uphill is an understatement. It's, uh, yeah. So. Okay. Well, there's always there's always next week. You know, there's always next week, and there's always next season. That's what you ought to live. As Beavers, that's what we live for, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. As Tanner Boyle says, says take your trophy and take your apology and shove it straight up your ass. Yeah. We'll get you next year. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. And really, there's only one game that I really care about them winning anyway. And that's the one at the the end. 
Mm-hmm. So, Beach, anyways, it was a tough game. Um, but uh, we're talking about the Pac-12 and the polls. So, had a little bit of movement from the Pac-12 teams. Washington jumped up to number five in the AP poll. Stanford fell to number 15. Colorado clocked in at number 21. Really? Yeah, moved into the polls for the first time in a long damn time. And Utah came in, only fell to number 24, with UCLA, Arizona State, and Cal all getting uh, votes in the others receiving votes category. In the USA Today coaches poll, Washington jumped to six. Stanford came at 15. Colorado came in at 23, Utah 24, and UCLA, Arizona State, Cal, and USC all came in the others receiving votes category. Uh, some of those teams don't deserve votes. I don't know. I don't know who was voting for Arizona State. I don't know who was voting for USC. You know, if they're voting for USC, they should be throw, throwing a vote up there for the Beavs. That's all I'm saying. No, the Beavs are not good at all. Hey, I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying USC sucks. That's true, too. All right, Beach, it is now time for this week's Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> jackass of the Week Award. And every week we like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. Now, Beach, I sent you a link. I love it when you send me links, Billy. It's so cool. <clears throat> it's, like I'm, it's like I'm in the same room with you. You have that link there. Okay, so go ahead and watch that. Okay, okay. It says Gophers. Oh, okay. You didn't read it. Just go ahead and watch okay. it. Now, All Minnesota right. linebacker Jalen Waters was ejected Saturday after an apparent feud with Penn State's 258-pound kicker that culminated in an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty and Joey Julius, the 258-pound kicker, needing help off the field. Now, Waters was disqualified by officials and forced into the locker room after lowering his shoulder on a kickoff late in the third quarter. Smacking Julius at about the Minnesota 28-yard line. The, oh, kickoff, watch the kickoff wound up as a okay. touchback. Now, emotions heated up on the field with players exchanging words. Penn State coach James Franklin walked on the field and prevented the situation from escalating further. Now, Gophers coach Tracy Clay said about the incident, quote, I don't have much comment. I'll take care of that. Nobody has more pride and cares about the game of football more than me. There may be some who have equal, but I care about protecting the game. Now, Julius, who initially remained still for a minute or two, did not appear to be seriously injured after standing. And the Nittany Lions went on to win 29-26 in OT. Now, the call did not appear to be for targeting. As the Minnesota spokesman said, the Big Ten clarified that Waters would not miss the first half of this weekend's game following his ejection. Now, Coach Franklin said, I think because Joey Julius has been such a factor in the game, getting down and making tackles that people are treating him differently. So I think that's a credit to Joey and his toughness. But I do think that play fired everybody up. There's no doubt about it. I'm glad Joey's okay, and I'm also impressed that he's built a reputation that you better deal with our kicker or he's going to get down there and make tackles. Now, Julius and Waters got into a shoving match earlier in the first half as well, but that play did not result in a penalty. Now, the videos of Julius, a 5-town, 258-pound freshman, Redshirt, excuse me, redshirt sophomore went viral twice this season for two big hits he laid on returners. He didn't make a tackle in Saturday's game against the Golden Gophers, but he slowed returner Jalen Myrick, who spun out of his attempted stop. Now, Beach, did you watch the video? Yeah. So, so they they were. He actually the 
Waters did a takedown on the first one. I mean, he, they're they're throwing essentially punches almost at each other, and he grabs Julius and takes him to the ground and and essentially puts a wrestling move on him. Yeah. But then uh, the other one, he put his helmet into him. I mean, you can't do that anymore. Really? Now, see, I watched that. Okay. There's a couple things here. You okay. do disagree? Well, if you watch that video, watch it again slowly and watch just as he's about to hit him. Watch what Julius does. Does he fake it? I think it's a complete fake out. But let me see. I keep getting I keep getting these dang Coke commercials and dog mm-hmm. commercials. And stuff. I, I, I think it's I think it's a complete fake out because if you look at it just before he hits him, he starts moving the other way. I mean, do you think he was going for the eject? Do you think he got tired of getting his ass kicked and so he went for the went for the fake? Is it, well, okay, okay, let, let me make a comment here. Does uh, does Joey Julius have a soccer background? I don't know. It kind of looks like it to me. Because if he has a soccer background, did you see? You know, if, have you if, watched if, it? If you, if, if you get, if you know, if you get looked at funny, you hit the ground and you go cry. Yeah. Did have you watched it? Um. Yeah, I saw the first one. Let me. Let me. I'm going to the next. Oh, here we go. Here's the first okay, one so of them kind of wrestling. Here, here, yeah. Here's the wrestling one of the takedown. Okay. And so here's the next one. See what I'm Hold talking on. about? They're slow motion. They're slow motion it. Yeah, he kind of... He starts moving backwards before he gets touched. Yeah. He hardly yeah. hits him. He hardly hits him. And he actually, and he hits him in the shoulder pads, not the helmet. No. It, yeah, yeah. It was... It was. Okay, so I've got a couple jackass he, he, on the he was, he, Yeah, he's kind of going for the sympathy vote there. Now that you, you say it. Okay, so so here, here's... We got several he jackass said, he's on the He's laying on the ground going, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> Okay, so here, here, here's, here's, here's a, here's a few different. There's going to be three different Jackass of the Week awards. First Jackass of the Week award goes to um, uh, the the guy who hit him, Jalen Waters. Jalen Waters, because dude, it's a freaking kicker. Yeah. Right. Quit it's getting. It's like hitting. It's like hitting a girl. Yeah. Okay. You know, you don't hit the girl. Well, I'm just saying it's a freaking kicker. Now the guy has gone up and hit him, but just go up and hit the guy. Quit getting into that wrestling crap. Second Jackass of the Week award is going to freaking Julius, right? Uh Because he didn't get hit. He barely got touched, and he went down, and he freaking deked him, and now Mm -hmm. he's just being a bitch, right? Yep. So if if you're going to go out there and try to lay the wood to people, then when people come up and try to lay the wood to you, you better freaking take it, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of acting like a freaking kicker right there and doing that kind of bull crap. Now, yeah, my, man. my third Jackass of the Week award for this thing goes to the officials. Because if you're not calling targeting, what are you ejecting him for? Because they didn't call targeting? No. It said it wasn't targeting, so he's not going to have to sit out the first half of then- this week's game. So then what have you called him for? Hitting too hard? Hitting a girl. But you know what I mean? Is, did he hit him too hard? Is that what the thing is? Because I know I, I, I know we that, have that, – that, that is – I mean, he didn't break a rule then. If he wasn't targeting, he's allowed to tackle him. He's allowed to That's hit him. He didn't yeah, tackle on, him. He didn't tackle him. Yeah, he just hit him. Yeah, he's allowed to hit him. I mean, he's on the field of play. And... So, so, what's, yeah, so what's the penalty? Hitting too hard? You know, I know, I, I know, know, I know. We have to change up how the, the game of football is played and how it's officiated, but what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. 
Well, like you said, if they're not going to call targeting, you really if then what's the penalty yeah. for? Exactly. What is he getting penalized for? Hitting too. Yeah, we're just we're just making it up as we go. That looked really really bad, so we're going to penalize him. Yep. So this week, the rule, the, it's just like whose land is it anyway? The the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Pretty much. So this week, Joey Julius, Jalen Waters, and the Big Ten officiating crew, you all get this week's. <laughs> Jackass of the Week Award. Now, Beach, it has come to my attention that we need to hand out further Jackass of the Week Awards this week. There's more? Well, this because, and I, I, I sent you a picture of it earlier today. Oh. So, you know what Monday means for game week? That means Oregon gets to display the costumes they're going to be wearing, the outfits they'll be wearing at that week's. At How much money do game. they spend in photography and i mean glove design and i mean this is all for what maybe 50 jerseys 60 jerseys for one week. do they re- yeah I, I don't know what they do with them beach you know they they should take that money and nike should donate it to some starving children in in you know vietnam or, or north korea or something and say hey look the the oregon ducks are gonna use the same uniforms as last week and 500 children will actually be eating dinner tonight no doubt no doubt but, Beach, and it's funny because there's getting to be a lot of pushback uh, from Duck fans. Now that they're not winning, they're mm-hmm. like, hey, this is kind of crap that we're this doing this. Seems like we're, this seems like maybe we're a little arrogant. A little bit. But little now, now I sent you a picture of what this week's jerseys look like. They're, Which I thought was awesome because we've had this conversation, what, two? was it last year or two years ago? When yes. did we talk about the, so, the Ducks? So, Beach, this week's uniforms are supposedly throwbacks to the 1916-1916 unif- uh, uniforms that they wore for their first Rose Bowl appearance. Now, mm-hmm. we talked about this when we talked about the Ducks and their colors. Back then, their football coach decided they were going to wear blue and yellow. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the school had already embraced green and yellow. Correct. They were blue and yellow, and after a while, the finally the student body voted and said, no, you guys need to wear the colors that we've actually voted on. And so mm-hmm. they made them change them up. But to honor that 1916 team, they are wearing blue and yellow. Now, that being said, it is the colors of the Oregon State flag. Right? Okay. The, blue, okay. the, the navy blue and, and, and yellow. Mm-hmm. But they're also embracing the moniker that the team had back in 1916 because they hadn't officially been changed their name to the Ducks they call themselves the Webfoot. So these are blue and yellow, blue and gold jerseys that look very much like Cal. Mm-hmm. And they say Webfoots across the front. Mm-hmm. Now, the interesting thing I find about these uniforms, Beach, is they do have blue helmets. Imagine mm-hmm. that. Now, yep. now, Beach, on the helmet is a picture of the Oregon State flag. And what and what is the the coolest thing about the state of Oregon's it's funny, flag? Because I was bringing is, this, I was bringing this yeah. up because my kids know this. Or, it is the it is is the only flag in the United States for a state that has two different sides. That is correct. It has two completely different sides, a front and a back. Not many states have that for. Or not no, many, no, not many. No flag, other state. No, no other state. Yeah, no other state has. And it. not many flags have that. Period. Mm-hmm. For for countries, so Oregon's one of the few. Now, Beach, the the front of the Oregon flag. It says state of Oregon. It says 1859, which was the year that Oregon became a state. Do you know what day Oregon became a state? What day of the uh, year? 
Valentine's Day. Correct. Valentine's Day, 1859. It also has um, the the kind of, I would call it a shield design, although it's not a shield. There's like a eagle over the top, and there's like a, a three-masted Conestoga, Conestoga Conestoga wagon, wagon. a yeah. three-masted sailing ship, and, and some images are kind of important to the state of Oregon. Now, mm-hmm. Beach, on the back of that flag, what is the main image on the back of the flag? It would a can I answer a beaver? That is correct, a beaver. So I was wondering today because we are the beaver state. That is correct, and I was wondering today how accurate the University of Nike would make those helmets. Would they actually use both sides of the flag? And what do you think they did? I think they just replicated the front on both sides. They did, they did. But I just tried to make everyone know that yes, there is a two-sided flag. My kids know this that Oregon has a two-sided flag and that the back of the flag is a beaver. So, so much much like Oregon does in a lot of things, they have changed history to justify their actions. There you go. So, Beach, we are giving a bonus Jackass of the Week award to the University of Oregon, Nike, and anyone associated with it for all their jackass uniform combinations. <laughs> You know what I'd love to see sometime, okay? I would love to see a team go out there in, like, old scrub jerseys, right? And just use, like, um, what do you call that, medical tape to put their numbers on, right? And just play out there like they just don't give a damn what they look like. I, so it's, it's not a fashion show. You, you know, I was, I was looking at the, the Ducks jerseys today, and, uh, you know, it. I've always been impressed with fonts. I don't know if other people look at fonts and, and appreciate different type, you know, uh, anywhere from like a Star Wars, you know, logo font to, you know, Times New Roman to whatever else there is on an Apple computer that you can see. But uh, the, the font that the Ducks used on those jerseys is quite an old school looking font. I mean, it, those, those numbers look terrible on those jerseys, but I guess they're going for throwback, so it does well. Did you mm-hmm. notice that? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. 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 They just, it's, it's, uh, there anyway. All right, Beach. Well, is... I just, too bad they aren't playing Cal because that would be an awesome game to watch. Cause you wouldn't know which team's which. There you go. All right, Beach. It's time to move on to our weekly musical interlude. And this week it is your pick. Okay. Um, so I've had a hard time thinking cause everybody's giving me a hard time for picking out, you know, butt jiving songs, which, Hey, I like. But I also have a dark side, too. So I looked through my iTunes and to see what I played a lot of, because it tells you how many play counts you got on your songs. Uh-huh. So I picked one. And this is actually the the uh, title song from the third studio album of this famous hip-hop group. The breakthrough album trumped standing perceptions of commercially viability for hip-hop groups, achieving triple platinum status, receiving critical attention from quarters that had previously ignored hip-hop, dismissing it as a fad. All right? Okay. They, uh, yeah. Here, you, do you know what I'm, what I'm talking about yet? I, I have a slight guess. Okay. This is, and, and again, this is the title song, but they did a well-known cover on this album which featured a classic band, uh, kind of, I guess, as a cameo, because they also sang on it. And anyway, I could go on and on. This is the classic Run DMC, 
and the song is my favorite on the album, and it's called Raisin Hell. Came out on May 15th, 1986. And I find it incredibly hard. Right on. And your thought, thoughts, Billy? You like this one? Oh, it's a great song. Yeah. Okay. It's a great, it's a great song. Yeah. So here it is, Raisin Hell by Run DMC. Cut. 
to the left, y'all, because I rock up on the mic real deaf, y'all. And to the right, y'all, to the right, y'all, because I rock up on the mic all night, y'all. Great song, Beach. I, I liked it. I thought I changed it up a little bit. Hopefully people won't think I'm a, as you use the term, pussy. So. <laughs> no, it's a good one. You know what I like? Um, so uh, they they were asked to, they were asked to, back in the day, um, add a song to a Christmas compilation that was coming out. And so everyone mm-hmm. was picking off their favorite Christmas songs to play. And it was all sorts of different kinds of artists. Run DNC wrote their own Christmas song. About is, is that Christmas in uh... Hollis, Queens? Yeah, love that song. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens, rice pilaf, macaroni and cheese. I love that song. It's great. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that one for our special Christmas episode. Well, we will have to have Kyle. We're gonna let Kyle pick a song out here sometime. Oh, is he gonna pick next week? Uh, no, but sometime we'll we'll, we'll let him oh. pick it up. Oh, okay. But with the mention of Kyle. I hate you, Kyle. It is time to look for week six in the Pac-12, Beach. Okay. So, um, I forgot to update our standings after the last week. You um, and Kyle are still tied with 34 out of 45. I am with 33 out of 45. Okay. So, we, we all went four out of six last week. So. All right, Beach. So, all the games this week are on Saturday, October 8th. But before we do it, I've got a little uh, – got an email from Kyle with his picks. But uh, first, he you know, he went to the game last Saturday in Colorado. I, I, saw, his, I, yeah, I saw his post on Facebook of, in the stands. That was yes. probably pretty cool. So and he and I were texting back during the game. But here, here's the first part of the email he sent me. Kyle said, I went to the game last Saturday. We stayed in Fort Collins the night before and went to a bar called Whisk E. And it's W-I – or W-H-I-S-K parentheses E-Y. So I don't know if that's how the bar is spelled but it's whiskey that has over 1700 whiskeys behind the bar. It was beautiful. We went to the game. Boulder's a beautiful campus. Most all the buildings have stacked stone look and tile roofs. 
The game starts out with Cartman introducing Ralphie the Buffalo. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> then things went downhill fast. Bring sunscreen because the high elevation sun is brutal. My wife hated her hot dog. Trough-style urinals. You would hate that. The women had trough-style urinals? No, I think the men had. Women don't okay. usually have urinals. <laughs> His wife, my wife hated the. I thought it was my wife hated her hot dog and the trough style urinals. I'm like, what the hell? No, it's two separate <laughs> thoughts. His wife hated her hot dog, <laughs> and in the men's room they also had trough style urinals. Now Kyle continues. We stayed all the way to the end of the game and sung the fight song, "Tough Day." Then my wife made me go to a dinner theater production of Oklahoma. Had to oh, even a tougher day. Had to kick me when I was down. <laughs> I, I will remind Kyle that happy wife, happy life. So. All right, Beach. So, let's look here. All the games are on October 8th, Saturday. First up, number five, Washington at Oregon. Who do you got? Well, I, I've done a lot of thinking about this. I did some praying, much like the other the Oregon Duck fans did. Mm-hmm. And I, I, felt, uh, I felt a presence. And he said... The Ducks are going to get their asses slaughtered. Pretty much. I, I think the Huskies have to be drooling on this one. Oh, just drooling. I hope they don't overlook it. I hope I hope, though. I mean, I hope they go for the juggler. And then after they get the juggler, I hope they go for the juggler again. They go for the other juggler. huh? Exactly. <laughs> you, know, you know what happened? Went- you know what happens if you ever get attacked by a group of clowns? What happens? Go for the juggler. <laughs> Anyways. This, this, this eight-year-old, is it, or this 10-year-old humor right there, Billy? Yeah, there you go. All right, Pete, so, you, so you're taking U-Dub. <laughs> I, too, am taking U-Dub. Now, Kyle says, Washington, Oregon. I saw the uniforms. Kind of pissed that OSU hadn't done the Oregon State flag with both sides of the helmets instead of letting the Ducks do it with just one side. Ducks lose, and people are like, we beat the Ducks, and that is something special, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so Kyle, too, is taking U-Dub. It's like, we're po- it's, like, it's like the teams this year are just putting notches in their bedpost when it comes to Oregon. It's just like they're treating them like they're whore. Pretty much. So, yeah. Pretty much. All right, Beach. Next up, number 21, Colorado at USC. You know, I bet you there's a lot of people in Colorado that are just now, like, coming to – after having marijuana legal there for like two years and they're like going number 21, what? <laughs> you know, just because much, they yeah. sucked for so long. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, two years ago we were like the laughing stock and now we could go to the Rose bowl. Yep. Anyway. All right. Uh, hold on here. Let me, I, I lost. Okay. So, um, you know what? Even if it's at the at the Coliseum, it, it ain't gonna happen for USC. Colorado's gonna take them down. Really? You're taking Colorado? Yeah, they're they're gonna take that Trojan. They're gonna bare ass him, and they're just gonna spank him until he cries. All right. Well, Kyle says Colorado dreams face fertile recruiting gowns. USC wins. I too am taking USC. I think if it was at Colorado, they might have a little bit of a a better shot at it, but I'm going to take USC down in, down in uh, LA. So, all right, beach next up, Arizona at number 24, Utah. 
Well, I think all those Jack Mormons at Utah, I think they're going to beat, I think they'll beat Arizona. Okay, you're thinking I, Utah. I, I, I am. It's at Utah. I'm assuming Utah's favored. And uh, I think Arizona's overrated. All right. Kyle says, uh, oh, Utah, you with all your surprises. Offense continues to let the team down, and Arizona gets a surprise win. So wow. he's taking Arizona. I'm taking Utah. Okay. I, I we're gonna have some. We might have some change up here in this. Uh, yeah, there's gonna be some movement. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Billy after you take your Viagra. There's gonna be some movement. There you go. All right. I, I just I think uh, I, I'm just not that impressed with Utah right now. Hmm. I don't think they're I don't think their offense is is I think their defense isn't bad, but I just don't think their offense is very good. I think their offense has issues. All right, Beach. Next up, Washington State at number 15, Stanford. Now, this could be an interesting game. Mm-hmm. I think Stanford's going to squeak a win. I, I think Washington State's going to be living the high life, uh, literally the high life, uh, after uh, beating Oregon, and I think they're, they're not going to be prepped for Stanford. I think Stanford's going to squeak by with a win. All right, you're taking Stanford. Now, yeah. Kyle said, oh, uh, uh, Washington State at Stanford. We are due for a good Cougat. Stanford wins. <laughs> what am I going to take? We haven't had a Cougat in a while. I'm going to take the Cougs. Wow. I just don't think that. Stanford's got it this year. I don't think they've got the defense to stop. Washington State's offense. Okay. That's where I'm giving them the edge. Okay. I think I think uh, I, I think uh, McCaffrey McCaffrey will have will have a better game than he had last week against Washington. I think he'll mm-hmm. he'll run some. He'll get his hundred yards and but he will not. Uh, I don't think they've got the horses to stick with Washington State's offense. So. Okay. All right, Beach. Up next, you think, think what you think. Think what you want, Billy. I mean, you're wrong, but think what you want. It's yeah. free country. There you go. Up next, Beach. UCLA at Arizona State. <sighs> oh, Akla, 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 Akla. They're going to have to travel all the way over there to Arizona State, and there's not even going to be really a game. They're just going to walk all over them. You taking Arizona State? No, I'm taking UCLA. They're not gonna. They're traveling all that way to show up for a game, and and there's not really a game to be played. Okay, I too am taking. Yeah, it's just 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 gonna be. They're gonna show up. Arizona State's gonna hand them the ball, and then they're just gonna score, and then they're call it a day. Yep. Then they'll go back home, and they'll have Philly cheesesteaks. There you go. I'm taking UCLA. Kyle says, "Let's see a little Mora. Let's see a little Mora wins for UCLA. Mora is the head coach. Let's uh, see a little Mora wins." Uh, gotcha. Kyle's doing a little play on words there. Yeah. Oh, that Kyle. <laughs> Crazy Kyle. All right, Beach. last up, Cal at Oregon State. You know, um, this actually is probably going to be a really good game. I don't know what you think, but I think we've got two comparably matched teams. And I think if Oregon State can uh, play like they did in the third quarter uh, a week and a half ago, I think if they can make four quarters of that third quarter, I think we'll win. So I'm picking Oregon State for the win. X gets a square. I'm taking Oregon State. 
Cal said, or Kyle said, I was looking for the positives at the Colorado game, and all I got was that the Beavs forced the Buffs to punt twice in the third quarter. So somehow Sonny Dykes comes down sick and leaves coaching duties to a drunken Oski who manages to mess up enough that the Beavs are able to squeak out a win. Go Beavs. I like that. So, so we all know we have talked about the Cow Bears mascot, Oski, who drinks, drinks beer through a hole in his eyeball and a long so straw. Hot. It's just crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy. All right, Beach, so I got those written down. So, yeah, Beach, let's talk a little bit about the cow, the ta- cow tailgater. So, Oski won't be there, although if he wants to come drink a beer through his eye hole, he's more than welcome to come to our tailgater. That'd be awesome. All right. Um, but uh, with the cow game, what do we do every year, or what do we do when we play the various schools, Beach? It's a sausage fest. That's right. Sausage fest 2016. So, we will be getting the Evergood sausages again. So I'm a little worried. What what if what if the Oregon Beef Council shows up this week? That's why I'm telling them to show up for the uh, Washington State game. I hope they heed our our call. I keep telling them show up for so, Washington State. Show up for our, Washington our, State. Are our sausages made of beef? No, they're pork. Okay, I just check. You know, sometimes you got beef sausages. Yeah, no, they're pork. So Beach, uh, we will be doing Sausage Fest 2016, getting the Evergoods out of the Bay Area. Right now we have mm-hmm. we have garlic, we have cheddar, we have smoked kielbasa, and have, pineapple. Have we ever had cheddar before? No, we never have. I'm I'm excited. I think maybe what I want to do is split mine in half and do half cheddar, half pineapple. Okay. Yeah, you want to take the other half? Not really, because I don't like pineapple. Oh. Oh yeah, you suck. But anyways, so we'll be doing that. I would figure we'll also be doing Billy. Billy calls pineapple the devil's fruit. It is. Have you ever seen a pineapple? It looks evil. But Beach will also be doing garlic fries, and right. and a bunch of deep fried stuff. Okay. We'll be setting up early like usual. Have the TV going by seven. I figure we'll start cooking sausages about eleven. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll have onions and peppers. Probably sauerkraut, cheese sauce, all sorts of goodness to put on the dogs. Anything else you want to see for the dogs? Uh, no, I'm good. I just like mustard. Um, are we going to have uh, – are we doing crinkle cut fries again? Crinkle cut fries. I think those work the best for uh, garlic fries. Yeah, because they, they, uh, they can trap the, the garlic and the oil and the Parmesan and all that yeah. in, the, in the crinkles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it makes ruffles so good. It's the ridges. Exactly. So we'll have that. We'll have you doing deep fried stuff. And since it's such a long game, I think we will bring out the Traeger and have you baking some cookies. Okay, no churros? I can get churros if you want me to get some churros. I would like cookies and churros. I can do that. All right. Sound good? That sounds awesome. I'm making fries, cookies, and churros. There you go. And other like, deep fried that, that, stuff. That's the dream right there, Billy. There you go. Now, anything else that you would like me to get or that you would like to do? A cute little redhead, both accounts. Okay, I'll see what I can do. All right, Beach, it is time for our final segment of the show. The Rosie Ruiz Cheaters and Whores. She's just a girl. She's a ball. She's a ball. Oh, you know, we've done a lot of things on Cheaters and Whores. We've talked about lots of various sports. I mean, we've done, um, well, we've done some football. We've done some track. We've done, I think, basketball, even fencing, right? 
And then last week, we even talked about the Konami code and cheating in video games. But you know, there's one thing we have never talked about cheating. What's that, Did you know that? What's that, Beach? Real cheaters and whores. So this here is the biggest celebrity cheating scandals ever, courtesy of U.S. Weekly. It's my own little, you know, passion here. Who doesn't love a good, you know... Well, dirt. So let's talk about a, a classic cheater and a whore. Ben Affleck. He's quite the man whore. Wow. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. It's always the nanny, writes U.S. Weekly. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner announced a day after their 10-year wedding anniversary in June 2015 that they were divorcing. Almost a month later... Us Weekly exclusively revealed that Argo star and director had been romancing their 28-year-old former nanny, Christine Uzunian. However, a source told us that the marriage had ended months ago. And another classic cheater and whore, Josh and Anna Duger. Now, I don't watch a lot of reality TV, but the controversial 19 Kids and Counting alum confessed to cheating on his wife, Anna, after hackers released stolen subscriber data from infidelity website Ashley Madison. Following his confession, the reality star checked into a long-term rehab center. But that's not all. The girl next door, Kendra Wilkinson and Hank Basket. Kendra on top star, uh, or Kendra on top star, Kendra Wilkins, Wilkinson's husband, Hank Basket, had an affair with a transgender model in June 2014, after revealing their rocky relationship post-scandal on the WETV show, the couple appeared on Marriage Boot Camp and said their marriage is stronger than ever after learning forgiveness. Sure it I is. Just don't, I just don't understand things. Mm -hmm. I just don't get it, you know? All right. Ramona Singer and Mario Singer, the Real Housewives of Orange County star, called it quits on their 22-year marriage in August 2014 after her husband cheated on her multiple times with his mistress. Is it really multiple times when it's just one individual? Don't you just cheat once if yeah. it's just with one person? I don't know. I don't know the rules on that. I it don't. just seems to say if you're a cheater with one person, you just cheated on her with her. I mean, just because you did her several times – you really only cheated on her with her. Anyway, Casey uh, Dexter said, he's not the man I married, she said of her ex. Mm -hmm. uh, ooh, Kourtney Kardashian. Again, how? Why? But Scott Disick uh, and Kourtney Kardashian, the long-term couple split in July 2015. 2014-15 was not a good year for couples. Uh, they split in July after Disick was caught getting uncomfortably close to his ex-girlfriend, Chloe Bartoli, during a drunken vacation in the south of France without his significant other. Jesse James and Sandra Bullock. Again, I just don't understand this. Why do people cheat? I don't know, Beach. Beach, here, here's the thing. Because most of these cheaters, it's usually men doing the cheating. Not all yeah. the time, but mostly. No. But, yeah. Beach, here, I'll tell you something. You, uh -huh. sh you show me the hottest woman in the world, uh -huh. and I'll show you a guy that's tired of doing her. So sad. So sad. Know, it's just the way it is. It's the way a lot of people are wired. 
I guess so. Just like, but Jesse James is honest. Let's talk about Jesse James and Sandra Bullock here. That was a nice segue, Billy. Mm -hmm. Sandra Bullock and Jesse James's marriage imploded in March 2010, just after Bullock's Oscar win, when it was revealed that the motorcycle mogul had cheated on the actress with tattooed stripper Michelle McGee after uh, and several other women. I never shied away from anything I did. I took full responsibility. I cheated on my wife. Guess what? So do millions of other men's, James told Men's Journal in May 2011. To be honest, it was unfair for me to even be in a relationship. So That's probably true. Yep, so that goes right back to your comment. And just the last one, because this one's just the classic. Uh, poor Tiger Woods. <laughs> Such So much for a clean image. Tiger Woods sparked one of the biggest scandals of all time when it was revealed that he cheated on his wife, Ellen Nordegren, with scores of women. I love the term scores. He had scores of women he scored with. Pretty much. And he wasn't even on. Yep. The Swedish-born former model eventually divorced the golfer in 2010, and she still despises Tiger to this day. She doesn't. She definitely doesn't like having Lindsay around her kids. I'm guessing that's uh, Tiger's. I don't. Parent. I don't. I don't, I don't think he and Lindsay Vaughn are together anymore. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Well, once a cheater, always a cheater. Just ask Chip Kelly. And on that note, Beach, that was a great Cheaters and Horrors segment. That was great. It's how I end it, right? It wasn't. It wasn't there. It's how you end it. Exactly. It's like Seinfeld. You gotta. You gotta leave on a high note. There you go. All right, Beach. Um, it's been a great show, number eighty of illegal participation. Do you have anything else to add before we wrap it up? Brian Heinrich running for U.S. Congress. I don't want your money. I just want your vote. That's right. Um, I want to thank everyone listening to show number 80 of Illegal Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, you can email us, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. Check me out on Twitter. I'm at HeinrichTailgator, and also check out HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. Remember, you can listen and subscribe to us on iTunes and the Google Play Music Store. And remember, if you do, please leave a rating and review. You can also listen to us on your Apple or Android device on the Stitcher Radio app. All right, Beach. It's been a good right, one. Billy. Next week will be show number 81, if you can believe it. I, I got a little issue. Uh, next Monday, I'm going to be in Florida. So can we do this on my cell phone? Um, yeah, you just have to download the uh, the uh, Skype app. Okay, I might need some help with that because I need to find out how to make some more data on my phone. Because right now, I can't even download an update. Okay. So, so. Go, go get rid of some of your pictures. Okay, let's see what I can do. Move, move your pictures to your... Uh, computer okay anyways um that's been a great show number 80 hopefully we'll get a big uh beeves win this week and uh we're gonna finish it off with a great big go bees
Dude, you got to quit clearing your throat and coughing in the microphone. I'm sorry. It's killing me. <clears throat> like that? Yeah, you do it all the time. If you look, Beach, can you see the little Skype box where it's got my picture and the time of the thing? And there should be a blue microphone and a red hang-up? Yeah. So, if you click on the blue microphone... Mutes me. It mutes you. There you go. Okay. Do, do you know how often I mute myself when you're talking? A ton? All the time. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Valley. Was okay. it really that was I really that bad? Well, I've got you blasting in my ears right now to try and get this so thing it was, even. It was, it, was, it, was, it was obnoxious oh, as hell to Obnoxious you. as hell, man. I'm sorry. I was like, dude, you got to quit it. Well, you're a couple, killing my ears. Couple of, a couple of times I could hear the echo yeah. uh, of my voice on the thing, and I'm like, oh, shit, I hope I'm not echoing on the on the recording. I don't think so. I'll listen to it tomorrow and go through it. We'll try to okay. figure it out. We'll get we'll get it figured out. Okay, but then I, I would I was thinking if we record at like eight, um, that's going to be like eleven o'clock, uh, Florida time. So that should be okay. I can probably you know just go back to my hotel room, plug in, and and talk to you on the phone if we can get that to work. We can do we can do earlier than that. Okay. Well, I mean it's fine with me. It depends on how late we're out that when, night. When, when do you fly out? Well, shit. I don't know if. Well, that's Monday night, so I don't know. I'm gonna try to fly standby on Saturday or on Sunday. Right now, I fly out and do like this freaking red eye bullshit, and so uh, for 75 bucks, I can uh, try to fly standby and and move up to like midday, and that's what I'm gonna try to do on Sunday. Yeah. Well, maybe we should just try to record Sunday night. Uh, you didn't seem to understand. I'm flying out Sunday. Well, if you fly out Sunday day, we can fly out. We can record Sunday night. Okay, but right now I fly red eye, so I leave at like I don't know eight o'clock in the oh, evening and we'll land at like six o'clock in the morning well, or some bullshit. May- yeah. Maybe we'll try to do like seven o'clock on Monday. Okay. That way it'd be ten o'clock for you. Okay, we'll figure it out. Okay. We just need to make sure that my phone's up and running by Saturday, so we can do this. And make sure you have your shit together. <sighs> oh yeah, yeah, because I gotta I gotta come up. Did you like my cheaters and horse? Yeah, it was pretty good. I thought I did okay with that one. I, I think I'm coming up with some really good ones here. Yeah. You you don't seem to be impressed. I, no, I it was good. I it was good. 